ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان خير الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه يا ايها الذين امنوا كلوا من طيبات ما رزقناكم واشكروا لله ان كنتم اياه تعبدون الله سبحانه وتعالى gives a command to the believers in his Quran he said all you who believe eat from the pure things that we have blessed you with washkuru lillah and thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if it is truly him that you worship allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to eat from the pure things that he has given us and one of the greatest ways to ensure that we are eating from the pure things that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us is to look at our livelihood and our means of income are they halal and pleasing to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or are they haram and in turn would make everything that we purchase haram allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has emphasized in the quran that wealth is a trial for the believers he said innama amwalukum wa auladukum fitna that indeed your wealth and your children are a trial they are a test and if we do not make sure that our wealth has been acquired from means that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with then it would make our entire lives haram for example if a person acquired wealth from a means which is prohibited in the sharia of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he pays for his rent his accommodation will be haram when he pays for his bill his water and his electricity will be haram therefore the wudu he would be using would be haram for him to use the water for wudu therefore the place that he is praying salah in is a place which is prohibited for him to reside in because he is using that which is haram the food that he purchases would be haram the drink that he purchases would be haram and how would his livelihood be accepted and his life be accepted by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when it revolves around everything which is haram the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam informed us in the hadith of ka'b ibn iyad radiyallahu anhu he said inna li kulli ummatin fitna indeed for every nation there is a trial wa fitnatu ummatil mal and the trial of my nation is wealth we find in another hadith 
that a trial for this ummah is women. But this is specific for the men. As for a trial which encompasses both men and women of this ummah, then this is well. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he spoke to his companions, he said, فَوَاللَّهِ لَلْفَقْرَ أَخْشَى عَلَيْكُمْ By Allah, I do not fear poverty for you. Speaking to the companions, because he knew that their iman was strong enough for them to overcome poverty. He said, by Allah, I do not fear poverty for you. وَلَكِنْ أَخْشَى عَلَيْكُمْ أَنْ تُبْصَدَ عَلَيْكُمُ الدُّنْيَا But I fear for you that the world will open up in front of you. كَمَا بُصِدَتْ عَلَى مَنْ كَانَ قَبْلَكُمْ Just like it opened up for those who came before you. فَتَنَافَسُوهَا كَمَا تَنَافَسُوهَا So you will now compete for this world just like those before you competed for this world. وَتُهْلِكَكُمْ كَمَا أَهْلَكَتْهُمْ And it will destroy you just like it destroyed those who came before you. And we find in the hadith of Anas radiallahu anhu, which is in the Sahih of Imam Muslim, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لَوْ كَانَ لِبْنِ آدَمَ وَادٍ مِّنْ ذَهَبٍ If the son of Adam had an entire valley of gold, أَحَبَّ أَنْ لَهُ وَادِيًا آخَرٍ He would wish, he would love for him to have another valley as well. وَلَمْ يَمْلَأَ فَاهُ إِلَّا التُّرَابٍ And nothing would fill his mouth except for the earth. Meaning, if the son of Adam, he had an entire valley of gold, he would not be happy with it. Until he had another valley of gold. And if he was to get another valley of gold, he would not be happy. Until he had another valley of gold. And nothing would suffice him, except when his mouth is filled with earth. And this is meaning that when he is buried and he is dying, and then the earth will be over him. This is the only thing that will suffice him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said in the Quran, وَتُحِبُّونَ الْمَالَ حُبًّا جَمَّةً And you love to gather wealth. And you love to increase in your wealth. And he said subhanahu wa ta'ala, الَّذِي جَمَعَ مَالًا وَعَدَّدًا يَحْسَبُ أَنَّ مَالَهُ أَخْلَدًا The one who continuously gathers wealth and he, and he counts it and he keeps on gathering it and counting it in a proud manner. This person thinks that his wealth would allow him to live for eternity. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, has warned us of the dangers of wealth. And that's why the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he used to seek Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala's protection from the trials of poverty and the trials of wealth. So we should seek the refuge of Allah Jalla Wa'ala from both the trials of poverty and the trials of wealth. Now why is it important to understand that wealth is a trial for mankind and that we must acquire our wealth in that and means which are pleasing to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. As we know, not just in this country, but all over the world today, there is a crisis with regards to the economy and the crisis with regards to wealth. And it is becoming difficult for many people just to survive for the day, let alone the month or the year. They are just about to pay their bills from that which they earn. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us, irrespective of the situation that we are in, we are not going to cheat one another to increase in our wealth. We are not going to cause harm to others to increase in our wealth. We are not going to try now and acquire wealth from means which are prohibited to make things easy for us. But we know that this will anger Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We will try whatever we can to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then we we'll rely upon Him to help us go through the time that we are going through. The Prophet sallallahu has warned us in many places in his sunnah about lying and cheating. He said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Whoever cheats us, then he is not from us. Like he came to one of the companions 
and the companions were selling some rice or he was selling some of the basic necessities. And the Prophet وسلم, when he put his hand in the pile that he had, he found that at the bottom it was wet. Meaning he was portraying only that which was good and he was hiding that which was damaged. So the Prophet وسلم, said, if only you were to put this at the top so the people could see the reality of what was inside. Whoever cheats us is not from us. And then the Prophet وسلم, in another narration he said, when he was speaking about transaction, if they were truthful in their transaction and they made everything clear, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would bless them in what they have. But if they were to lie and they were to conceal, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would remove all of the blessings and he would destroy that transaction in and of itself. So the Prophet has warned us against cheating one another and he has warned us against getting wealth from means which are not lawful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, Allah jalla wa ala said in the Quran, وَلَا تَأْكُلُوا أَمْوَالَكُمْ بَيْنَكُمْ بِالْبَاطِلِ Do not consume each other's wealth in falsehood. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He warned us against interest because many Muslims do not pay attention to interest, not knowing how severe this is in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if they are going through a difficult time, they may take an interest-based loan. If they are now going and lending money to others, they may charge them interest on top of this. So they will acquire interest or they will spend from interest. And this has all been prohibited by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Jalla wa ala said in the Quran, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, O you who believe, La ta'kulu riba adhaafa mudha'afa. Do not consume interest in bones. And fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that you may be successful. Showing us that if you deal with interest, then you may not be successful in this life or the next. And in another verse, Allah Jalla wa ala, He said, That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He completely destroys interest. So if our lives are revolving around interest and our income is revolving around interest, then know that this will be destroyed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. يَمْحَقُ اللَّهُ الْرِبَى وَيُرْبِ الصَّدَقَاتِ That Allah jalla wa ala destroys interest and He increases our charity. وَاللَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ كُلَّ كَفَّارٍ أَثِيمٍ And Allah jalla wa ala does not like those who turn away and those who are sinful. And He says subhanahu wa ta'ala يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اِتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَذَرُوا مَا بَقِيَ مِنَ الْرِبَى إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ O you who believe, fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and leave that which remains from the interest if you are truly believers. And if you do not do this, then know that you, that you will have a war with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah, he spoke about those who deal with interest on this earth, who do not care about how they acquire their wealth and what they charge others. And he said, on Yawmul Qiyamah, those who deal with interest, it will be said to them, O oh, so-and-so, the son of so-and-so, so -so, lift your weapon now, lift your sword now, because you are now going to have a war with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This shows us how severe this matter is. Yet many Muslims do not pay attention to its severity. We find from the hadith of Abi Hurairah radiallahu anhu wa arda, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَنْ أَخَذَ أَمْوَالَ النَّاسِ يُرِيدُ أَدَاءَهَا 
whoever had taken the people, whoever taken wealth from the people, meaning had borrowed wealth from the people, and he wants to give it back to them, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would make things easy for him. And whoever has taken wealth from them, but he does not want to return it back to them, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will destroy this person. We also find in the hadith of Abi Umama, radiyallahu anhu arda, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, من اقتطع حق امرئ مسلم بيمينه فقد اوجب الله له النار that whoever has taken any right of a Muslim and he has made an oath like by Allah I will give it back to you or by Allah I would, I would, I would help you pay off this debt after you have borrowed money from him whoever has taken any right from a Muslim with, him, with an oath then the, and, and he does not give it back to him then the Prophet said Allah has made the fire of Jahannam binding upon this person and he has made paradise prohibited upon this person so a man said to the Prophet even if it was something very small O Messenger of Allah the Prophet even if it was a small stick that you clean your mouth with if you have taken something a right of a Muslim and you have made an oath to Allah Jalla wa'ala that you are going to give this back to him or you have tricked him or you have deceived him then the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said Allah Jalla wa'ala would make Jannah haram for you and Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala would make the fire of hell binding upon you and we look at another hadith of Abi Hurairah radiallahu anhu which is in the Sahih of Imam Muslim the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said Ayyuhal Nas O mankind Inna Allah Tayyibun Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pure and He only accepts that which is pure. Giving us an indication now that if we are going to give charity, that wealth has to be pure. If we are going to use wealth for ourselves, for ibadah, that has to be pure. Like some of the ulama they mentioned, if you acquired your wealth from haram means and then you went to hajj with this wealth, the hajj will not be valid in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pure. And he only accepts that which is pure. And then the Prophet said, وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ أَمَرَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ بِمَا أَمَرَ بِهِ الْمُرْسَلِينَ And indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the believers with exactly what he commanded the messengers with. He said, يَا أَيُّهَا الرُّسُلُ كُلُوا مِنَ الطَّيِّبَاتِ وَاعْمَلُوا صَالِحَةِ إِنِّي بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ عَلِيمٌ Allah said in the Quran addressing the messengers, O messengers, eat from that which is pure and do righteous deeds. Indeed, we know exactly what you do. And he says, subhanahu wa ta'ala, now regarding the believers, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, O you who believe, Kulu min tayyibati ma razaqnakum. Eat from the pure things that we have given you. Then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned something very, very important. He said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Thumma dhakar al-rajul, that he mentioned the man, Yuqeenu al-safar, that he went on with a prolonged traveling. He was traveling a long distance. Ash'ad. Akbar, that this person, he was disheveled, he was extremely dirty, extremely dusty. Now you can imagine a person, when he is traveling, one of the signs of dua, one of the means for dua to be accepted are that we are travelers, because we are away from our homeland, we are going through difficulty. So the Prophet here now, is mentioning signs of a person whose dua is accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A man who goes on a prolonged journey, a man who is disheveled, he is dirty, you can see the signs of need upon this man. But if he wants to ask Allah, Allah will give it to him. So the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned the man who was going, going on a prolonged journey. 
He was disheveled. He was extremely dusty. He raised his hands to the sky. Another reason for dua to be accepted, for us to raise our hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya Rabbi, Ya Rabbi, he's saying, Oh my Lord, Oh my Lord. Another means for dua to be accepted, for us to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by his name. But then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, وَمَطْعَمُهُ حَرَامٌ وَمَشْرَبُهُ حَرَامٌ وَمَلْبَسُهُ حَرَامٌ وَالْغُدِيَ بِالْحَرَامٌ His food is haram, his drink is haram, his clothing is haram, his sustenance is haram, فَأَنَّا يُسْتَجَابُ لِذَلِكَ How would he be? How would his dua be accepted? How would his dua be accepted? So this tells us if our income is haram, if our livelihood is haram, our entire life would become haram. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may not accept our good deeds from us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may not accept our supplications from us. Our lives will become miserable because we acquired wealth in haram and we did not pay attention to the guidelines set by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullahi wa lakum wa nisa'ili muslimin. Astaghfiruh, innahu huwa al-bakuru rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Amma ba'd Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran Ya ayuhal ladhina amanu Kulu min tayyibati ma razaqnaakum Washkuru lillahi in kuntum iyaahu ta'budun All you who believe Eat from that which is pure From that which we have provided you with And thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That it is truly him that you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us in many places in the Qur'an to ensure that our wealth that we have acquired is halal, is lawful for us. And likewise, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has informed us about this in many places in the sunnah. In fact, as we have heard, they have given us severe warnings for those who do not pay attention to the guidelines set by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So if we are dealing with that which is unlawful and we have engaged ourselves in things which are, which bring the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then what we have to do is immediately turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and leave that which we are doing which is haram. Give that up which we are doing which is haram and repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is obligatory upon us instantly. As soon as we are able to, we give up that which is haram and we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in repentance and we beg for his forgiveness. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to overlook the haram that we have done and to make it easy for us to engage in that which is halal. And brothers and sisters in Islam, there is a principle in the sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that whoever leaves something for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward him and replace it with that which is better. Whoever leaves something for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he will replace it with that which is better. We have to have trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we have to take the steps towards Allah jalla wa ala. As we find in the hadith Qudsi, which is in the Sahihayn, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, and if my slave, he walks to me, then I will run to him. Meaning if we take these steps to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah jalla wa ala will always give us more. If we now sacrifice for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will only increase us in the blessings that we have. And he will make it easy for us subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
another way to acquire that which is halal and lawful is to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is to raise our hands and beg Allah jalla wa ala for a means of sustenance which is pleasing to Him. And we should beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this, for wealth which is lawful, and to take the love of wealth out of our hearts. So when we acquire wealth, we will only acquire it in a way which is pleasing to Allah. And when we spend wealth, we will only spend it in a way which is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us a great remedy in his Quran. A remedy which will increase us in blessings and provisions in this life and the next. A remedy which is not difficult for any of us to follow. He said subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَقُلْتُ اسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا That he said subhanahu wa ta'ala, seek forgiveness from your Lord. Indeed, he is the one who forgives. To say, astaghfirullah, 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 to seek forgiveness from our Lord. Allah Jalla wa Ala is commanding us, فَقُلْتُ اسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا That seek forgiveness from your Lord. Indeed, he is the one who forgives. يُرْسِلِ السَّمَاءَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِدْرَارًا That when you seek forgiveness from Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send rain down from the sky. What does this mean? That means if we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness, any blessing that he has prevented us from, he will now release this and he will allow these blessings to come down upon us. So if we seek forgiveness from Allah, يُرْسِلِ السَّمَاءَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِدْرَارًا that the sky, it will pour down rain upon you. And he will increase you in wealth. And he will increase you in children. And he will make for you gardens. And he will make for you rivers. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the remedy that we find in the Quran. And that's why the ulama of Islam, they were asked, if we want to increase in wealth, are we allowed to make istighfar? And if you want to increase in children, are we allowed to make istighfar? They did Allah Jalla wa ala is telling us in the Quran that we can. So we can make istighfar. And we will have the intention that we are seeking forgiveness from our sins. And we will have make the intention that we want an increase in our wealth from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. By making istighfar, like a man he came to Al Hasan al Basri, Rahimahullah ta'ala. He said, Oh Imam, I have sinned, what should I do? He said, make istighfar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, and then another man came later on. He said, oh Imam, he said, I have no wealth, I have no provisions, what should I do? He said, make istighfar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another man came to him. He said, oh Imam, I am unable to have children, what should I do? He said, make istighfar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <laughs> another person said, oh Imam, I do not have provisions in my house, I do not have a house, I do not have a place to live. Why do not have a place to reside? He said, make istighfar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of the companions of Al-Hazm al-Basri, he said, Oh Imam, every time someone comes to you and asks you a question, you give them the same response, to make istighfar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is the secret behind this istighfar? And why do you keep on telling them to make istighfar? So he recites in these verses, فَقُلْتُ اسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ Like make istighfar, seek forgiveness from Allah. إِنَّهُ كَانَ ظَفَّارًا he is the one who forgives. You see this sama He will send down abundant rain upon you. And he will increase you in your wealth. And he will increase you in your children. And he will make for you gardens. And he will make for you rivers. Meaning, turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah jalla wa ala will regulate all of our affairs for us.
This is the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We take the steps to Allah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us that which we want and even more. We give up haram that we are doing and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will replace it not just with the wealth of this dunya but the wealth of the akhirah. He will give us happiness, peace and tranquility with our dealings and our lives. He will make us blessed in everything that we are doing because we have now submitted to the command of Allah jalla wa ala. But no brothers and sisters in Islam, it doesn't mean that as soon as you give up that which is haram, things will become easy straight away. Allah Jalla wa ala might test us for a period of time first. He might test us for a period of time and make things difficult. And then when the difficulty comes to an end, then we would find ease in a manner that we could not have ever imagined. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says in the Quran, that whenever there is difficulty, there is ease. Whenever there is difficulty, there is ease. Abdullah ibn Abbas when he explained these verses, he said, for every difficulty we face, we will receive two eases from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For every difficulty we face, we will receive two eases from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So give up that which is haram, even if it is going to be difficult for you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised that he will make things easy for you. Make istighfar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he will provide you. He will provide you from places that you cannot imagine. As he also mentions in the Quran subhanahu wa ta'ala that That whoever fears Allah, Allah will make all of his matters easy. And one way to fear Allah is by leaving the haram that we are doing for his sake subhanahu wa ta'ala. In another verse he says, Whoever fears Allah, Allah will open make an opening for him. And he will provide him from places that he cannot imagine. He will provide him from places that he cannot imagine. Again, this is the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah Jalla wa ala, as he mentioned in his Quran, he does not break his promises subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by his beautiful names and attributes to bless us in this dunya and the akhirah, to increase us in provisions, but not to make our provisions a trial for us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us ease in this life and to grant us ease in the hereafter and save us from the calamities of this world in the next. ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تأخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إصرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به وعفونا وقلنا وحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين